Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. This is a very special episode with Sophie Kalagas. <laughs> I've been saying Kalagas this whole time. You must Look, have people do not ever knows how to pronounce it. I accept everything. Yes, <laughs> Sophie. And um, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, it's all about writing, storytelling, words, putting words together. And Sophie is a very special wordsmith because she is the editor at Frankie Magazine. And just letting you know, we're sitting in Sophie's massive dining room house. <laughs> it's beautiful. And her puppy dog, Woody, may come in and out. So if you hear a dog, don't freak out. We're just really comfy. You might just hear really quiet little footsteps. Yeah, and he's, he's actually really cute. Um, okay, so Sophie, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you ended up being the editor at Frankie. Sure. I actually began studying um, as... To be a PR professional, um, so PR was my major, but I did a communications degree where PR and media and journalism were the three um, different streams. Um, and I realized just, yeah, PR is not my thing. And I was actually doing a um, group project where different people had created all the different parts of it. And I um, I was the one who had to bring them all together and like edit them to create like a nice flow and make the sound um, like the tone similar and I realized I really loved that and I was like maybe editing is something that I could be into Um, so soon you knew editing well yeah I just realized I really liked working with words and um, I have a very like (laughs) I don't know my attention to detail is quite strong and I like things that are quite ordered and like Mm -hmm. creating order and stuff so Mm -hmm. that kind of made sense and I also was working when I was younger I worked in a news agency for a really long time and I loved magazines and stuff so I thought well maybe mag editing would be um, something I could do but it did seem quite difficult to get into so um yeah, I, I ended up doing a, basically a bunch of internships, um, just small placements, like a week, a few weeks. I did um, some up in Sydney, got a, more of a sense of what um, being an editor in a magazine involved. Um, I think being in the environment is invaluable for actually understanding what a role is because, yeah, you never really know until you're there. Mm. Um, yeah, and did... Uh, some longer internships in Melbourne and um, ended up my first full-time role was actually editing a website Um, it was like an events website um, that had kind of like cultural um, articles like news and stuff and I was there for a couple of years and then um, a job opening was just advertised at Frankie magazine and it was for the online editor and assistant editor for the Mac Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, Frankie was my favourite mag. I'd been reading it for years and I'd actually said to a friend, um, I was so happy in my other job, but I'd only leave if something came up at like Frankie or something. And then wow. this happened like literally like a week later and we were like, whoa, this is really weird. I have to apply. Yeah. And then I got it. So <laughs> that was like five and a half years ago and I've kind of managed to, I've had some really amazing mentorship um, from the former Frankie editor, Joe Walker, mm-hmm. um, over the years who I was working with. And then over time, I managed to get promoted and I've been editing the mag for like two and a half years now. 
Yikes. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, if yeah. you don't know what Frankie Magazine is, it's a super cool magazine. That's pretty <laughs> much come into my life properly this year, yeah, I think. Right. And it's, um, I just always say it's for arty farty people, creative <laughs> minds, people who just have that gift or that interest in everything from fashion to sewing to I mean everything, and I yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how would you how would you describe the magazine? I think That's definitely more succinctly than me. No, no. <laughs> Look, we still actually really struggle to have like the elevator pitch of what Frankie is, but I think definitely for like creatively minded people, um, but also just if you're interested in human stories, like we have a lot of um, just like normal people telling um, interesting things that have happened to them or interesting projects that they've created and that kind of thing as well. So you don't have to be like a creative person um, to read it. Just kind of, I think you're just curious and interested in other people and appreciating what they're doing in their lives. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Okay, so let's jump straight into the main reason why I wanted to chat to you was about how to submit articles to magazines. So we'll use obviously Frankie as an example. But um, I guess I've been going through this thing where I've got ideas or topics that I'm really fired up about that Mm -hmm. don't quite fit into my normal you know scope of work you know working with kids stuff tv stuff but yeah but then i go oh i'd love to write this and put it somewhere and i have certain magazines that i read and, and i go oh i could submit something but then i've been kind of a bit out of touch with that kind of world and i thought oh i'll ask you because i have looked at frankie's submissions page mm. and and i thought you might have some tips or um things that you can sort of give us insight as an editor like the process, like how does it work when you then receive this barrage of submissions? Yeah. Um, so yeah, could you tell us a bit about yeah what that looks like at Frankie, and then we'll go into maybe bits of advice. Yeah, after. definitely. Um, yeah, as you said, we have a submissions page where there is um, a few different email addresses depending on whether they're um, editorial submissions or there's also um, like photography and illustration stuff as well. And they come through to the relevant, um, I call it departments, it's really like one or two people is a whole department, but to the relevant people um, in the office. So, um, yeah, we do get a lot. So you definitely want to make um, your submissions stand out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's just kind of a matter of um, checking in every, like whenever we get a chance, kind of going through the submissions that um, arrive and sometimes it'll just be putting some aside if there's like interesting ideas that we want to explore but it's not quite the right time um like they're too similar to something in um the magazine already or that we've just run recently or we know that there's something we want to do down the line um <laughs> when he's having a big drink it's a hot day um, <laughs> um but if we know there's something that we want to do down the line um that it might fit better with so I definitely even if you don't get an immediate response there have been people we've run in the mag um that have maybe submitted it like months ago mm-hmm. and then I've been like hello I'm finally getting in touch with you I hope it's still okay and you're still interested yeah uh it's just kind of a matter of us going through them whenever we have an opportunity <laughs> but what's what's the thing when you see it mm. or you see a submission what is mm. it that grabs you because I guess that's what we, you know, how yeah. you can say, try and make yourself stand out. But if somebody has no idea how to do that, totally. what does that look like? Or what could that look like? Um, I mean, subject lines are important. Mm-hmm. So I think 
the ones that I'm more likely to open and read um, give a sense of what's inside in the subject line. It's not just submission or like something quite generic that's mm-hmm. like I want to write for Frankie or something like that's great but Mm -hmm. we do get a lot of those so if you can give a sense of um yeah what the topic might be about um the angle you're thinking of taking just in a few words then that's going to make me go oh I'm interested in that topic I'll see what they have to say Mm -hmm. um so as far as like the immediately grabbing of something um that I will open their subject line makes a huge difference but then also in the email itself I think just again trying to avoid anything too formal and cookie cutter in in the email um giving across a little bit of personality so you can kind of get a sense of what the kind of tone would be of the writing mm-hmm. I think like Frankie you know we're all about writers showing their personality it's quite a um a fun relaxed kind of creative um, vibe uh, in all our writing so yeah we want to see that come across straight away rather yeah. than be, being too much of like a formal cover letter style oh okay so yeah. you'd like somebody to sort of introduce themselves like hey this is what I'm about this is what I like and then just get straight into pitching yeah. the topic or actually writing what do you prefer seeing a pitch for the topic or the whole thing I think a pitch yeah, yeah. Um, I don't ex- definitely don't expect people to send through the whole thing if they have something they've written um, that they really like and think that it could suit Frankie then for sure send it through but I don't expect that um, from the get go um, I think just a bit of an outline is what's um, most important for me so like a, an overview of what the topic would be like what the article would be about um what kind of style they imagine it um, as in the format Mm because we obviously have different types of articles throughout the mag and then um yeah just a really brief kind of summary of um the path they imagine the article taking and then if that's something that i think that has legs even if it's not exactly right then that's something we can talk through and figure out um how we can make it fit better with frankie's editorial Mm -hmm. so yeah i think just like a good summary Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about um, lead times in terms of, um, I think on the page it said something like, you know, give yourself a couple of months or something like, oh, you know, I haven't read that page in a while, <laughs> I have to admit. Yeah, it said something like, um, you know, uh, if you have a particular theme or something, let's say it's a Christmas one, don't mm. pitch it, you know, two weeks before Christmas. Yes, definitely. Pitch it, you know, I don't know, even in July, maybe. I don't yeah, know. yeah, for um, sure. Is that is that important to you as well? Yeah. For planning and all of that? Yeah, for sure. So we don't, personally don't run a lot of very time-specific content because we like Frankie to feel quite timeless. So when people pick it up in any time of year, in two years' time, it can still feel quite relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, yeah, if it's something that has like a seasonal focus or... I don't know say it's something about like ways to keep cool or something you know we wouldn't run that in winter (laughs) obviously so um yeah yeah so keeping that in mind is definitely um useful for us as I say like I do sometimes keep things on file if it comes in at the wrong time of year or something but um it is nice when that thought has been put into it um Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that excuse me really stands out in pit pictures as well is um you can tell when people have 
read the publication mm-hmm. and have a sense of our tone and the type of articles that we run. And, you know, sometimes people will say, I can imagine this fitting into this column that you have that's a regular yeah. article or something like that. And that's that's really nice. You, you can tell that people have put some thought into it rather than just blanket sending out to like every publication mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah oh yeah that makes sense mm. and i think that's also why i've been feeling like oh i, I get the vibe i get mm-hmm. i get what it's like and i think yeah. like you said that's quite important about knowing the publication well enough that you feel like you're part of that wider or larger voice rather yeah. than blanket sending stuff because yeah that was an idea at the, at the beginning like oh I'll just send it to, and whoever picks it up will be great but then I went oh so much better when you actually are have the invested yeah. yeah and mm. it's the same with um I subscribed to the big issue I did that like years ago because mm-hmm. I just thought I don't know what to do about this homelessness stuff so I'll just do this and then they also have you know really good submissions um yeah it's great publication. Thing, yeah and it's mm. and the same thing it's like oh I, I definitely feel like my heart would be able to write towards this yeah um mm. so then as an editor so putting your editor hat on mm-hmm. what are your pet hates like things that you just you roll your eyes or you just go oh my gosh I can't even believe people are still doing this in 2018 <laughs> are there things that irk you even in those submissions that then come through um and then it doesn't have to be i'm just curious yeah oh gosh because i guess you said you you know you have an attention to detail and putting things together so i'm going then there's no way you would see something and be like "Mm, i'm okay with that (laughs) yeah oh gosh um there are things that no one else would even notice like i'm (laughs) i'm my biggest like editing tip when i'm kind of talking to young editors is just remove the word like 90 percent of the time that the word that is used in writing Ooh, it's that? superfluous yeah it doesn't like how give me there. an example oh gosh i don't oh. think of a sentence i think like people just dot them into sentences where it's not really needed and often mm-hmm. when you take it out it just kind of tightens everything up and makes just read like the flow is a lot nicer yeah. i can't yeah. think of any sentences no right but now. i know what you mean head. because because that is yes i know what you mean because i've been in classes where they say put the that because then that that's what makes it oh i can't even oh they say I, the opposite do they in the no i'm just no, no no as in even from school i just remember right. saying um oh this is so hard when you can't think of an example i know um <laughs> oh wow stumped by that oh hello you're back woody um oh don't lick my leg that's weird <laughs> okay uh, anyways okay the word that i'm sure we'll find an example one. okay um, yeah as far as like franky specific kind of stories i guess the thing because we a lot of people pitch first person we have like we call them rants mm-hmm. in-house and when they're kind of like single page first person stories and I guess like it's quite tricky for people who aren't used to writing um in that style but I guess yeah one thing that comes through a lot is people who write them the submissions a bit more like personal diaries that's like very like focused 100% on them and and their experiences and that that can be interesting Mm -hmm. sometimes but I think when we get those submissions I look more for approaches where it's like it can be based on personal experience and focused around those stories but you have to let the reader in it has Mm -hmm. to be a little bit broader than just all about you if that makes sense like kind of about like a topic or like a 
a more universal experience yeah. basically and that mm. makes sense because it's one thing to read one person's experience but then how how can people relate to exactly. it I guess? and how do you how do you um kind of talk about people beyond yourself as well and mm. i think i'm a bit like that as well is it oh yeah i know i'm the person going through this but i'm, I'm sure i'm not the only writer going through these questions you know going oh how can i you know put my stories and words out there so okay mm. that's a that's actually a really good point as mm. well because even with some of the young people that i work with who have things that they're fired up about and they want to say and it's like okay yeah okay that's great that you you want to say this but then what because yeah. i always say where's the hope in the article or where's the where's the thing that's going to help people kind of um connect more or want to help or want to invest but if it's just absolutely you know, just a rant against the systems or against whatever it's just you've oh, got to let the reader you know, in yeah like, what are you gonna say yeah. okay and mm. over over the years um are there any memorable articles that you've seen or submissions that have come from maybe non-writers or people who've tried for the first time is there anything mm. that's that's really stood out and maybe what they did i'm trying to think what they are. i know yeah that. i know we've definitely had um we do have ongoing kind of regular writers, but we we do run a lot of um, stories from people who've just submitted out of the blue as well. I'm just trying to think of... There have been some really beautiful... Um, I know I just said you don't want to be too personal, but there have been some that have been written in a way that I think it is their experience, but it kind of opens up to the reader as well. Um, there was one beautiful one from a writer who um, who's father actually passed away but it was that she wrote it while she was he was still alive and he wanted her to write um a eulogy for him and it was like the most it was really beautiful touching story it was very emotional but um she just wrote it so beautifully um i think that's often the ones that grab you the most when um yeah it's it's life stories Mm -hmm. that are very poignant mm-hmm. and kind of make you stop and think and like appreciate um <laughs> what he's just sprawling out in the heat and on licking the ground. My, my feet yeah. <laughs> i mean this is a lot of love i must yeah. say it's, it's wonderful um, um but yeah just ones that kind of make you stop and reflect i think on on your own life and the people around you and stuff so yeah i'm trying to think what else has been Oh, that's okay. No, that's, I mean, I'm, yeah, well, it's so funny. Even when I was coming to, to see you, I was thinking, mm. oh, which article of hers should I talk about? And I went, there's oh, so many. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, look, nah, doesn't matter. Yeah. It, honestly, she's written so much. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. there's heaps. Mine aren't the most exciting ones. There's heaps. Um, and I like Mia's stories as well. Yeah. Is she still there? Is she? She's recently um, left. We have oh. a new assistant editor, um, Emma uh, Doe, and mm-hmm. she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but Mia does still write for us oh, okay, freelance. Great. So yeah, she's, she's still in the family. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And what about Joe? Because is she still. Because there was editor and editor in chief, and I went, what's, what's, is yeah. it the same? Yeah, so, no, so she wasn't, um, when she became editor in chief, she was more working, um, she was, she was kind of had an overview of, because we have other publications, well, Smith Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was kind of there if, if myself and Smith Journal editor Chris um, needed to kind of bounce ideas off or like run things past um, another 
editor's brain. Um, but she was more kind of overseeing like other publications that we created. So we have Spaces, which is an annual mag that's just focused on people's houses and, and studios and we say places where they work create and play I think yeah. that's it um, <laughs> I should know that and uh, yeah, we put out a um, specialised just food magazine that was a one off mm-hmm. and so she was kind of looking at over those oh, other okay. extensions yeah she has recently finished up we've got a bit of a new team at the moment which is mm-hmm. um, some really great great people great talents yeah. but yeah Joe's still writing for us as well okay. so people don't go very I've far on the podcast <laughs> and so yeah um, yeah yeah, Frankie has the Frankie podcast. I can't remember what it's called exactly. The most up. recent one we've done so, it was called Good Job. Um, good job. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Oh, great job. Great job. Great job. Um, and it's, yeah, it was like people talking us through like how they got their really interesting jobs. So, yeah, she did a good job on that. <laughs> a great job on that. And what about if you've been somebody who's been writing over the years and you've just stacked stuff in your shelves and not done anything with it do you have any tips around what to do with some of that material in terms of even looking at it with a with a fresh eye or an objective eye or just really honing your writing better because obviously it's quite it's quite a daunting thing to submit your stuff to places as well especially for people who do have things they've written but are too scared to so do you have any tips around really making sure that what you submit is the best version of what you can submit mm. take out all the that's no. <laughs> that yeah i think i'm gonna make that the cover image yeah. for this episode just that with a line through yeah. it yes um oh gosh that's a tricky one that's a big question i guess yeah look coming coming to stuff you've written in the past with fresh eyes is obviously like so important i think um sometimes i would almost recommend doing that um, even if it's not just a because you've been too nervous to submit or anything, but actually, yeah, coming to it later um, when your your brain isn't so caught up in everything and the nitty gritty um, mm-hmm. is great. But I guess um, flow of of the article or story or whatever it may be um, is so important. So I think sometimes that's one of the best things I think coming to um, with a fresh brain is reading it as the reader would read it as opposed to how you as the writer Mm -hmm. are reading it Um, so just making sure that you know it starts and sets it up in a way that's going to capture the reader um, and it's a a logical progression um, of the article so that you know you're not losing the reader anywhere along the way for interest but also just understanding um what's happening um gosh what else what about length length of article do you uh, do you at frankie have a you know like a word count length or we do have just... regular word counts so um you know our single page stories are about 650 words every time and it's more like kind of 1400 for the the double page stories but we're open to longer things as well, definitely. If it's a nicely written article, then we'll give it the space it needs, definitely. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're writing with Frankie in mind, a fairly tight story is often going to be easier to get across the line. Mm-hmm. But if there's more to say, then 
tell right. us say yes it. be yeah. free and write <laughs> yeah yeah all right um well the reason i was asking is because this was it this year no last year so i entered frankie's good stuff awards oh. with a story that I'd sat on for two years. Right. And I wrote that in Perth, didn't think I'd do anything with it, and then I turned it into that radio play, which I then submitted. And that's kind of what I've been trying to encourage some of my writer friends. Like, just, if you've got something, just put it in, mm. because you just don't know. It's not even just submissions for the articles, but, you know, there are lots of competitions and different things Absolutely. where, um, you know, your voice or your perspective might just be the thing that nobody's ever heard before. Yeah. And, yeah, I definitely enjoyed the experience of entering that because then I was able to see other people's work and it just kind of showed me different styles of writing, different styles of how people are telling their stories. And then yeah. even just reading Frankie itself, it's like, oh, it's nice when you, I kept saying like this, this magazine actually feels like it fits me because then mm -hmm. it's all the, the creative corners of my brain rather than just, oh, you know, one magazine you might read one article and that's it. Um, so that's yeah, right. that's, that's, that was kind of a nice thing to realize like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, sometimes you might read the news and think, oh, I really want to say something, but that's not your platform or it's not yeah. the place where you might add something. And I, yeah. Yeah, I really think getting your work out there is absolutely the most important thing you can do, even if, you know, it's, it's not immediately picked up in a bunch of places. You might get some really nice feedback or... Yeah, I think just reading a lot of publications, being aware of the different platforms that are out there, trying to find one that is going to fit you better and also just reading or listening to other people's work to kind of see what you like about it, um, seeing what what they're doing really well that you can perhaps be inspired by and, and take that on board when you're creating your own work. So, yeah, like that's kind of with the good stuff awards that's something that we really um wanted was for it to be a platform for people to to get their work out absolutely but also to be interacting and learning from each other and we've actually created a, a facebook group this year people can join and interact with other entrants oh, and good. stuff and yeah. kind of yeah share tips and tricks and get advice and um yeah just show off their stuff and everything so yeah that's i i think seeing what else is out there and putting your own stuff out there i know it can be scary sometimes but i think that's the only way you're going to grow mm -hmm. as a writer is to um just yeah get it into the world basically yes yeah. <laughs> and how do you personally deal with the cringe i call it the cringe <laughs> as in when i read stuff i've published ages ago and go oh my gosh who wrote that um yeah do you ever have those moments and how do you deal with that because obviously we're growing as people different experiences and how you might have felt when you wrote that article five years ago is yeah. different now yeah I think that's only natural um like yeah I do get that kind of feeling sometimes where you're just like oh I would have done it differently these days but I think as you say you're growing as a person and a writer and um back then what you wrote probably felt pretty great and people might have been really into it and mm -hmm. then just just because you would do it differently now doesn't mean it was bad back then mm -hmm. as well I guess that's one thing but um yeah and I think if you've been working on 
I want to say your craft. I kind of hate using that word. <laughs> it sounds so wanky, but like, if, yes. <laughs> but if you've been like, you know, practicing and, and trying to grow and learn and stuff, then that's, that's only natural um, to evolve and get better and tighter as a writer. So yeah, I think you but just have about, to embrace it. But what about these days where things are often taken out of context now as well? Mm-hmm. So do you have any things that you tell your writers or anybody around self-care even with the stuff that you write or publish? Because, I mean, once things are published, it's very public mm-hmm. as well sometimes. And, you know, um, you share this you know, story about this lady and her dad and the eulogy. And mm. sometimes people share a lot of heartfelt stuff mm. that later, you know might come back and i don't know grow legs in a different way so are there any tips around that as well like what kind of stuff is there a boundary to what you should write or how you yeah how how deep can you go i know it sounds like it's very subjective but as in do you have any recommendations around yeah what if there are any topics people shouldn't touch or if there are certain feelings that people Um. should I kind of feel like it's just a very personal, um, personal thing. Some people, you know, are just comfortable bearing all and they just happy to own it. And if people come at them with some sort of opinions, they can just bat it off. But mm-hmm. I think you kind of just need to know yourself. And yeah. if, um, if it's something that's um, going to cause you anxiety down the line, then maybe it's not quite right mm. I mean yeah I we will publish like we don't really have limits on how deep you can go if people want to share their stories obviously we don't nothing that's going to be offensive to anyone but um as far as like telling personal stories um we're open to most things but yeah I think it's I think it's really knowing yourself mm. yeah yeah yeah, I don't know if that answers your question no, very it actually, well. No, it does, it does, it does. Because I do say that as well. Um, yeah, you're right. Knowing yourself in that moment because you almost have to stand by that. Yeah, exactly. Although I have seen some people who then just write stuff and it's just, yeah, sharing. And then it's like, oh, it was too much. So also yeah. I sometimes say, you know, giving yourself space after you've written something to just sit with it. So, yeah. You know, you might be really mad today and just spit out all these words. And then a week later, you're like, oh, it's not quite exactly. the same. So it's also like not submitting it. it straight away, you know, just, just maybe sit on it and make yeah. sure you really want to. Put it out. It's like texting a friend after an argument or something. Ooh. Like, don't do it immediately. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just give yourself some space. Have but, a wine or a tea. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know some writers as well who, um, like, some are just yeah. As I said, just like this is me. Deal with it. Whatever. And then there are others that um, maybe a bit more sensitive or um, anxious about what they're putting out. And if they publish something a bit personal or that they think people might have an opinion about they'll just go offline for mm. a week or something oh after they publish it yeah oh. and just let it pass and oh. like if there are going to be any comments they don't know about it and that's okay <laughs> like so i think oh, it's their just a game i kind of like that sounds yeah so, <laughs> you just gotta yeah figure out like what mm, what's gonna work what for you, works for you. yeah yeah and if it's in print it's like maybe just don't read it again you know once you've submitted it it all yeah yeah i think it's it's a very personal thing and what about silly question but Mm. what about people who use pseudonyms when they submit to you is that something Mm. that you 
we're open to it yeah. definitely okay. yeah we've 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 run sto- certain stories under pseudonyms before yeah. it's it's usually yeah just if it's kind of a bit of a sensitive subject or something very personal maybe there's like a family story or something like that mm-hmm. but yeah we're open to that for sure okay and mm. what about do you pay your writers or how does that work because yeah. i'm sure people will want to know yeah, 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 definitely. It's important. Um, yes, we do pay all our contributors. I'm sure we're not like the highest rate out of anyone out there, but we do, we do try and be as fair, fair. as we can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just when people submit a story, then um, we'll just let them know. It's kind of based. We don't pay per word. It's more um, we have set fees for certain lengths of stories that we run. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just let people know when they, um, submit something, if we want to go ahead with it, um, if they're comfortable with it, then great. And then they just submit an invoice. So it's all quite an easy process. We, um, I know a lot of freelancers end up having to chase payments for a really long time after they've had something published. And I know, I think sometimes I feel a bit bad because I think it can feel like a long time, um, because we're a bi-monthly um, and you yeah. know payments go through on the on sale day every time so um, um, yeah. but it is it is always on a set date so we know that our writers and photographers and illustrators and stuff are often you know freelancers working for themselves and we don't want to um, let them go hungry, them hungry. or exactly <laughs> yeah. I love Frankie, give them the run around <laughs> yes. yeah okay no, that's, that's good to know. Mm. And so do you have any other tips or anything else you want to share about that whole submission process, things to think about, maybe things you're looking for, anything that you think might be of interest to anyone who's thinking about submitting mm. to you or anyone else? Um, I think like for me, because we get a lot of pitches for those first person stories and that is great. Like I really appreciate everyone sending them through, but um. I'd love to just get some more for different parts of the magazine, you know, like whether they're kind of scientific stories or history of something or, you know, more researchy pieces. And like, yeah, I think just broadening the scope of what people think Frankie might like as well. Um, just cause you haven't seen it in the mag before doesn't mean we won't publish it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's great when someone comes to us with an idea that we're like, oh, I hadn't thought about before. And that's like really cool and exciting. So I think just dig deep with the creativity and, and think about as well. Because with our content, when we're putting it all together, um, our, our biggest um, kind of rule that we run by is if it doesn't um, excite us, then we don't put it mm-hmm. in the magazine. So I guess that's kind of the same with um submissions like yeah. if, it, if it's something that excites you then send it through like don't don't send through what you think we would want send through what yeah. you want to read yeah that makes sense and mm. you can tell that even from reading the frankie thing there's a vibe in how you even as a team talk to us even your little letter at the front <laughs> from Soph and the team it's like oh okay yeah. now what have we got this month you know we're a family <laughs> it's yeah. really nice Okay, well, that's that's been really useful. And uh, you talk, talked about the Good Stuff Awards, which are happening at the moment in yes. terms of you're open to receiving. We are. We want to hear from everyone out there. Stories, <laughs> artwork, um, amazingness. And yeah, if you're listening to this, is this it's open to Australian residents? Australia and New Zealand. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, if right. you are 
yeah, I'll speak, I guess, to the writers. If you have a, a story that you want to submit or a podcast or anything like that, you can, anything. yeah, it can be anything. Mm. Um, it's really, yeah, an opportunity to just try, just try, nothing to lose. We've and, got some great judges, Ben, oh, ben yeah. Laws judging awesome. the writing and podcast category again this year. And yeah, he's yeah. super supportive and excited. He wants to see what everyone sends through. So <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend doing it or even just being part of this, this group of people. Cause it's funny. Mm. I haven't really had a lot of, I guess, brands on the podcast. Cause I was like, I just want to talk to real people. Yeah. Whereas this, it just feels like, Oh yeah, no, I like your vibes. No, I know these people. No, they're cool. So <laughs> yes, that's why you're, you're hearing. You. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so this is, this is two words with Taku. If you want to find me and my work, I'm at taku.com.au and on Instagram at Taku speaks. And then if you want to find Frankie magazine, you can find them at, I think it's, frankie.com.au <laughs> pretty it's simple done. yeah um and yeah sophie you've got an instagram as well I do you do. want people to find you no i can if you want yeah, yeah sure so, yeah where, um, where do we find your work or it's pictures? just um at s caligas so i don't know if my name's going to be written somewhere but yeah, I'll, I'll put it all <laughs> yeah. in the notes and i'll put links and i'll put a picture of her and yeah. definitely with that crossed out <laughs> struck through important. yes it's important uh, but yeah thanks for listening everyone and we'll catch you next time thank you bye bye <laughs>